She keeps them always shunned on In a pretty cabinet Let them eat cake, she says Just like Marie Antoinette A building remedy for Khrushchev and Kennedy And at a time of imitation you can't take She's a killer queen, got body gelatine, dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind. You're listening to the PCAST, presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. CDE Lightband offers electricity, internet, video, and voice services with blazing fast speed and superior performance, all with the additional convenience of 24-7 local support and bundling your utilities into a single bill. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners, who make us worth sponsoring. I am Casey Krieger. He is Maxwell Remy. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P Podcast, a podcast that is excited that we just beat Murray State in volleyball, and now we're recording a late-night episode on Wednesday. Max, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Guest host number 2.1, I guess, 2.0. You're the second number. You're number two again. I am here back-to-back weeks, You're fired here up. back-to-back weeks. Uh, Jewel Pace, our good friend over at the football team, was going to fill in as guest host number three this week. He's awful busy, though. So Max is filling in here in a late-night edition after the volleyball win against Murray State. We'll get more into that later. Uh, the script's written for Jewel Pace. He's not here. So a fun fact about Jewel I found out today when researching his Austin P football career. Uh, you don't usually see 50-yard rushes in the stat line for a defensive lineman uh, until you have to go look at the game box score to figure out how that happened. 50-yard block punt return against EIU for our friend Jewel Pace. He did not score, but he returned the ball 50 yards. I was very excited to talk to him about that. If he's listening, Jewel, you're going to get asked about that whenever you do do this. Jewel, I'm I'm upset you're not here, but uh, I'm also we'll get you on here. We'll get you on here because I'm here. Sorry. All right, moving on. Major League Baseball playoffs. Our good friend Tyler Rogers in game three for the Giants. That's correct. Picked up the win. Picked up the win. He his uh his first playoff win. First playoff win. He only threw twenty nine pitches in three innings. That's pretty good, but that's the most he's thrown all season. It makes him the third governor ever to pick up a win in the playoffs, joining Jamie the Catwalker and George Sherrill. Pretty good list to be on. Uh pretty good outing for Rogers. He's faced the Dodgers a lot. So, of all the teams that I've seen face Rodgers, the, Dod- the Dodgers look the most comfortable off him. And he always, I mean, gets those same guys in the order. He's always getting Betts, Turner, and kind of – or Betts, Turner 1, and Turner 2 now, uh, Seager. Yeah. And uh, it's always the top of that order, and that top of that order is really good. So, the fact that he keeps having success against them shows why the Giants should have freed Tyler Rodgers long ago. In Game 4 on Tuesday, he, uh, he came in again on – no day's rest, and they're getting some pretty good swings off, but they just could not get the ball over the fence. They were putting it right at the track. That and Tyler wind was blowing like it was in San Francisco. Yeah. It was not, though. It was in Los Angeles, yeah. and the Dodgers won game four. They forced game five. That series moves back to San Francisco Thursday night. Uh, I, I don't like either team, but if I have to pick a side, I'm pulling for our boy Tyler Rogers and the Giants. I said it last week. I'm riding with uh, San Francisco. I'm going to stick with them. Winner of that series gets the Braves in the NLCS. Over on the AL side, Houston and Boston both won 3-1. Clearly on the Boston side here. Colby, if you're listening, we are not 
cheering for the Braves. I hate the Braves. I like. I'm doubling down on that. I hate Freddie Freeman. I'm also doubling down on that. This podcast, good is, player. I just don't like him. We don't like Freddie Freeman here. Um, it's my podcast, Colby, not yours, and we don't like Freddie Freeman. Respect it. So, football off week means everybody has a little bit of time, not a lot of time, to go to go do some stuff. What are you doing this week, Max? We got a Predators game on Thursday night. Opening night. Opening the night you're versus gonna, the Kraken. You're going to be there. I will be there. I'll be in attendance. And then I'll be uh, heading to Knoxville with my good friend Parker, who is also now our co-worker. Oh, we'll talk about more about that a oh, little later. I'm jumping ahead. He's jumping Sorry, ahead. He everybody. Read, he hasn't read the script. He just got it five minutes ago. We will talk about Parker and the Preds and everything involved there. It'll be a good game, though. I, I would like to think you're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to be here watching Austin Peace Soccer. I will have a good time. Hopefully we get a big win there. It'll be Military Appreciation Night at Morgan Brothers Soccer Field. I heard like that it. there will be a lot of military members in attendance. So shout out the military. Shout out everybody coming. Uh, come out and support. The ladies want it. All right. Well, we're talking about soccer, so let's talk about what they did last week. They made a long road trip up to Moorhead State on Ooh. Thursday. They dropped a one nothing decision there. Then they played a SEMO team that was picked to finish third in the league on Sunday. Um, SEMO received two first place votes in the preseason poll. They really hadn't lived up to that. They were 3-8 and eight coming into the match, but they got a hard-earned one nothing win against the Govs at Morgan Brothers Soccer Field. Uh, it's really a tough, tough week, but like I said, that SEMO team just hadn't played up to where it should be all year, so you caught them on a week where they might have figured it out a little bit, and uh, the Govs will get back at it next week. Cross-country team also had some good finishes this week. Good team finish. They went up to the Bresca Invitational in Kentucky. Uh, the men finished fourth place, led by a fifth-place individual finish and a PR by the OVC runner of the week, Connor Duncan. Hats off to that guy, Connor. Good but work. But wait, Russell. there's more, Casey. There's more. There is more. The ladies, they got a third-place finish, and they were led by a seventh-place finish and a 1931-2 by the other OVC runner of the week, Sarah Martin, her first top ten of the season. The Govs sweep the OVC runners of the week. Shout out to the cross country team. Shout out to Val Brown. Shout out to Sarah Emily, getting it done out there on the cross country course. You have to OVC it oh, to believe it. <laughs> Michaela Smith and Michaela Filkins rounded out the top twenty uh, in that event with a ninth and a twentieth place finish, respectively. Good week for the Govs up there. Uh, they're getting, they're about getting the conference championship time. So their things are rounded in the form over there. Nice job, cross country. The men's tennis team hosted their fall tournament last weekend. They uh, hosted Southern Indiana. Presica, once again, and a future A-Sun opponent, North Alabama, at the Governor's Tennis Courts on Friday and Saturday. Frederick Sloshman led the way in singles. He went 3-0. and Hogan Stoker, the freshman, won twice in singles. Oliver Anderson won twice in singles. And the Gulls won eight of their ten doubles matches against the three opponents. Uh, pretty good weekend on the court for the men's tennis team. Ross Brown has the boys rolling. Like we said, we believe in Ross Brown on the tennis courts and – Around in the form a little bit. I think they wrap up their season at this next weekend at UTC's event. But like Good I luck. said, we'll talk more about that later. Oh. Another team that is, I mean, just rounded right in the form, women's golf team. Watch out for those they went golfers. Up to a tough event at the Lady Red Wolves Classic in Jonesboro, Arkansas. They were once again paced by Erica Scott. She finished in fifth place with a two under 214. Excuse me. The team finished in fifth place. Erica Scott finished in sixth place. She shot a two under 214 to lead the way again. People forget she's a freshman. Shout out freshman Erica Scott. She's going off. She is just throwing up low numbers every week. Shelby Arnell finished second on the team and shot, or she finished 22nd and shot 
that's not the right score. She did not shoot a 22. Um, she shot something. Around 22. I don't think she shot a 22. Uh, that's what I've typed up, though. So 72, nope, potentially? Nope, nope, it's a 200 number, but I don't know oh. what it is. <laughs> uh, good, good work by Shelby Darnell to finish top 20. Uh, freshman Kaylee Campbell, yeah, she went even par. 72 in the final round to post a 225 and finish 31st. Freshman Katie Foshog finished 39th with a 226. And Riley Cooper rounded out the lineup with a 238. Like I said, last week, that whole team is kind of rounded into form. Don't even have what many consider their best golfer, Taylor Dedman, in the lineup right now. So uh, watch out. Maggie Glass competed as an individual once again, too, and she finished 52nd in the tournament. Jessica Combs has got that team just going. Firing all cylinders. I mean, that's what we love to see out of freshmen. Me and you could not beat their three-round total together in one round. No. Our combined individual scores would be more than their three-round total. That is correct. Erica Scott's 214 beats us. Yes. Yes, it does. Another team kicked off their fall season. The softball team was up at Western Kentucky on Tuesday night. Uh, the Gals won game one, five to one. They dropped game two, four to one. That game one win, however, knocked off Western Kentucky for the first time this fall. The Hilltoppers were five and zero coming into that. So this was their sixth game of the fall. They hadn't lost yet. And Austin P showed up, I mean, inning number one and just beat the Toppers. It's, it's a new team. I mean, it's not a new team. It's a new coaching staff, so the team's getting used to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. but s- some very constant things that you could come to expect from this team. Three hits from Brooke Pfefferly. Bailey Shorter drove in a run, and Jordan Benefield struck out six more. Uh, they're pretty good. That's not even – Lexi Ozowski didn't even get in on the action too much in that one. And, and people forget she's the best hitter in the OVC. I talked to Coach Cassie uh, this morning. and Let's get it. Let's hear a breakdown. The, uh, the game two breakdown really – the game really would have ended in a two to one finish at the bottom in the bottom half of the last inning, which would not have counted. Oh, they would let him hit again because yep. it was just it was just yeah, just a scrimmage. Just for fun. So a two to one loss in baseball and softball looks way better than, than four, four to one. Yeah, I'm glad I knew that. All I saw was the final score on social media because there's no stats in a uh, fall game. The more you know. The more you know. This podcast is uh, against not having stats at fall softball games now. Um, football team, another tough week for the Guffs on a little three-game losing streak. Okay, it's all right. We got a bye week to write th- write things out. Jesus. Someone said be a goldfish. I don't know if that uh, was you, you or who it was. Let me tell you why are goldfish the happiest animals on the planet? Because I got a ten-second memory. Be a goldfish. Let me tell you, the season's not over. Go. All the Guffs got to do is win this. Win out in conference play, and all you need is Southeast Missouri to lose one of their games to Eastern Illinois, UT Martin, Murray State in their final three games. And, and I've got a hunch that SEMO will not win out. I don't think SEMO wins out in those three games. And if, this, if the Red Hawks lose one of those and the Govs win out, they've got the tiebreaker over everybody they're tied with if they remain tied with those teams. And then SEMO would have two losses because they lost to Tennessee Tech last week. The Govs are right back in where they want to be. But let's talk about some positives from that game. Two more rushing touchdowns for Ahmad Tanner. He's now tied for fifth all-time on the ground with 23 touchdowns. He's tied with Terrence Holt. He's tied for seventh in total TDs with his former teammate, D'Angelo Wilson. They each scored 25 times for Austin P. He's going to pass both of them. I'll put a lot of money on that. Uh, Benico Harley had 86 yards in the air. He's now 24 yards away from being the third governor's receiver to record 2,000 receiving yards in their career. That's a big number because the only other ones are Red Roberts and D'Angelo Wilson, and that's elite company. Two pretty good names to be associated yeah, with. you like that. A uh, big game from DJ Render. I liked what I saw from him. He had a career-best 11 catches for a career-best 89 yards. It's the first time he'd led the team in catches or receiving yards in his brief Austin P career as a grad transfer. 
it's nice to have another option on that offense moving forward because you can never have too many weapons on offense. Uh, maybe the best thing we saw against SEMO, Cordell Jackson got back in action. He had a career-high 12 tackles. That's the best single-game total by a Gov since Jack McDonald had 13 tackles at SEMO in the spring. Speaking of Jack, he had 10 tackles. Second time this season, he's been in double digits. And the second time this season, the Govs have had a double-digit tackle duo joining Shamari Simmons and Kobe Perry at Ole Miss. They each had, I think, 12 or 11 there. Uh, we're just going to keep rolling with things I liked at the football game because I want to talk about the positives. Uh, Daryl Rogan made his first career start. Career-high nine tackles. Good to see Doc get out there and make some tackles. Nice job. Jonathan Edwards intercepted his fourth pass of the season. Um, in the end, the Govs lost. I don't care. I don't want to talk about that. We're going to talk about the po- positives, and we're talking about the happy things, and those are the good things that happened, and that's what we're going to move forward with. And we're off this week, but we're going to beat Murray in two weeks. Jack, if you're listening, I'm sorry that you lost your mouthpiece. We tried to look for it. What's the story here? Jack McDonald lost his mouthpiece probably somewhere in between the uh, late third quarter and early fourth quarter. So, Is it a special mouthpiece? I don't know. I I don't know you how were just football looking, ma- You were just looking for a mouthpiece. Work. Okay. Yeah, I, somebody came down and asked me if I saw a mouthpiece because I was standing uh, pretty much at the goal line on the south, south side end zone, and I did not see his mouthpiece. That's where they thought he lost it. But I don't know if it's like a baseball glove of how – like, I don't either. If I lost my I baseball glove, I'd freak like out. Seventh grade, but and I don't know. Mouthpiece. We just got is just the a little piece cheap mouthpiece at, at, at like the, um, yeah, the mouthpiece at like Dick Sporting Goods and boiled it and you bite, chomp down on the yeah. hot mouthpiece. And it was hurt, it blue? No, no, it was maroon. Was it was maroon for the science of the Hilltoppers. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. All right, let's move on to the volleyball team. Volleyball. Uh, that last Friday, they went to Tennessee Tech. They lost their first OVC match of the season 3-2. to two. Michaela Powell had 17 kills. Brooke Moore had 16. Kayla Jackson had 13. Pretty good numbers. Brooke Moore also had 23 digs. That's the second-best single-game total in her career. But the Govs lost their first OVC match of the season. No worries. They bounced back with a big 3-1 win on Saturday. They won 23, or 25-23, 25-19. They dropped the third set 19-25, and then a big 25-17 to round it out. Brooke Moore's 56 career double-double, 15 kills, 10 digs. Michaela Powell had another 12 kills. And Maggie Keenan had nine more kills. She had 381 in the match. That's a good number. Um, and they just got right back on the horse after losing that one on Friday. And, oh, speaking of on the horse, they beat the racers tonight. Murray, go home. Go home. Go we home with that L. Let me tell you, that match, like Murray uh, State. the racers came to town here on a Wednesday night for a little – midweek volleyball action and the racers got set one the govs got the next two and then uh the govs came back and got set four and then set five to 15 it was a i believe 15 to 8 finish we don't have the stats here because this is added to the script here right on the fly because we just watched this match but but i believe the final number was five service aces for the govs in set five there's only 15 points we just outcompeted them in the last Morgan set. Morgan Rutledge served for I think half yeah. the half the set. They couldn't get us out of that rotation. Shout out to to her as well, Morgan Rutledge. She I had not seen her play uh, at home and she got in there and she did her thing. She nice got job. in there at Libero after yeah. the first set and let me tell you, she stepped up and she got a big win against Murray State. That Murray State team just struggled so much in serve receive, which is a weird thing to think about when you realize that they have Becca Fernandez, who's one of the best liberos in this league. Currently, maybe ever, according to Cody and Tra- Cody Bush and Travis LeBlanc, and they just had a couple of their players that just kept st- cutting in front of her on serve receive. And 
when you've got a player like that, I like to think you probably let her take the serve receive and you go from there and you take your chances. But that didn't happen. The Govs served them out of rotation or out of system, I believe is the volleyball term, not a rotation, and got a big win against the Racers. I think that puts them at 6-1 and one in OVC play, uh, clearly running out front. But for now, we're going to wrap up, and we're going to bring in Allie King of the Austin Peay softball team right after this. Welcome back to the PCAST. We've had to make a quick change of plans this morning. Allie King is unable to make it today, so we called an audible, and my good friend Parker Phillips is here to fill in on this episode. Parker, glad to have you here. Thanks for having me, Craig. Parker, you've done a lot around here at Austin P, but now you're back in a new role. You're working for Sabertooth Sports Entertainment. We actually talk about it on the second half of the PCAST that me and Max are already recorded. It's coming up, but let's talk about it with you here. <clears throat> you worked in medical sales for a while. We can talk about that in a minute, but now you're back. Working for the Nashville Predators and Austin P. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the best, best of both worlds, some might say. Um, I was fortunate enough to, you know, speak with uh, Gerald and Jordan and the, uh, the guys up with the Preds, and we kind of talked, and it seemed like a great fit for me, so now I'm here. So you work at Austin P, and you work for us, but you're employed by the Nashville Predators. Correct. So technically, you could have an office in both places. Correct. We got to get you up at Bridgestone Center Ice office. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll talk to somebody. So, what do you what do you do exactly? What do you do for SS and E and Austin P? So, I am the account executive um, for SS and E for Austin P. Um, it might sound confusing, but uh, we have Johnny over in tickets, kind of helping him out in as much as I can. We have sales sponsorships, so uh, that's really my main role is the sales and sponsorships for all of Austin P Athletics and the new FNM Bank Arena coming here in the uh, soon, soon future of ours where uh, men's and women's basketball will be playing. So uh, there's a lot on the table. We're we're doing as much as we can. So. Really, for me, at the end of all this, it's sponsorships for Austin P Athletics. Any signage you see, any PA reads, anything on social media. Um, and then once we get going over at the new arena, we'll be hitting the ground running hard with all that stuff as well. This is much more in line with what you went to school for. You were a business major. Correct. Uh, were you advertising or marketing? Marketing. Okay, so this is, this. I mean, exactly what you went to school for. You were in medical sales. Are you glad to be working back in a field that's kind of more up your alley? A hundred percent. I enjoyed my time uh, in medical sales. It was an opportunity that I kind of truly fell in my lap, and I just couldn't pass up. Um, I learned a lot about myself um, while in medical sales. I learned that being in the operating room is quite interesting. Um, if you need surgery, I might be able to do it. I, I don't think you can do it. I'm I think completely you, kidding. You can I'm, tell someone how to do it. 
I could tell you how to do the surgery. I can't do it for you. But, no, it was awesome. And, like I said, this opportunity, I've been very fortunate with both both aspects, medical sales and this opportunity that they've, um, you know, kind of just fallen in my lap. And it's it's a good place to be. So I'm glad to be here. And, uh, yeah, medical sales, it, it's for certain people. I'll say that. Was part of the draw to coming back to this job, being able to work back at Austin P, where you went to school and be in college athletics? Absolutely. Uh, You're the biggest Austin P guy I know. Absolutely. Huge Austin P. I've been been there when we won zero games, been there when we won the conference tournament, so um, or championship, excuse me. But, yeah, it's born and not raised, but came back often as a, as a child. Um, and then it was easy for me, and I was speaking with some people before I started this. It's most people, you know, if, if you look at this job and you put, your pla- you put yourself in a place at a different university, you know, they, they are going to have to go to all the athletic facilities and kind of look and see what things are. Fortunate for me, I, I knew everything. I'm coming back, and I knew everything. It gives me an opportunity um to I, I guess you could say be a step ahead uh hopping in this role but no I'm, I'm super excited to be back at Austin P. it's it's given me so much so I want to return as much as I can you're starting to follow in your dad's footsteps huh I would say so it's, I, listen it's a, it's good footsteps to follow in uh, I guess what is he now the senior vice president S- some some type of vice president no he's He's yeah, I'm exactly following in my dad's footsteps, and, and that was another reason about coming back and taking this role. There's there's opportunities to work hand in hand with my dad. Um, great role model. I uh, think he can give me a lot of good advice for for this job. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess you could say I'm following his footsteps. So let's talk about you a little bit. You kind of mentioned that you grew up in Clarksville. You've lived in Middle Tennessee. You've lived in East Tennessee. You've lived in West Tennessee. You've kind of diversified yourself to the whole state. How does that help you connect with people from all over when you're doing this job? Um, it's great, honestly. Uh, you've got connections all over. I, I do have connections all over, which which is nice. Uh, born in born in Clarksville, lived here for three years, headed over to Maryville, um, lived there for ten years. Going back this weekend, to actually. Max Remy talks about that later in the podcast. Talking about that, yeah. Um, actually going to stay with some of my elementary school buddies this weekend. Max is joining along. We're going to go to the Tennessee football game. So there's there's connections. They got us some tickets, so that's nice. And then being back in Memphis where I went to high school um, and one year of middle school, um, that's, I guess you would say, it's kind of where my baseball career this not didn't necessarily start, but took off. So, I, I credit Memphis to for my baseball, and then the passion for football definitely came from East Tennessee. Let's talk about your baseball career. So you started playing baseball at Collierville High School. What were you a state champion as a sophomore? Yes. And then you commi- only, only state championship. Your only state championship as a sophomore. Then you committed to Austin P as what a junior? Yes, beginning of my junior year. Okay. To Austin Peay. And you just you were never going anywhere else. Well, I wouldn't say never going anywhere else. I I wanted to go to Tennessee, but Austin Peay was the right fit. Austin Peay was the exact fit. But when you're 
when you're getting recruited at Boston P and they're, you know, a top 25 team in the country, the, the class, uh, the signing class was a top 25 team or a signing class. And then, you know, they go and they're making all these regionals, you know, you, you have a good idea that you're going to stay in state. I'm not going to Memphis. I'm not going to Tech. Um, where else is there? Vanderbilt. MTSU. Fandy. But, I mean, it, it, you, you got to be reasonable sometimes in life. <laughs> but, no, Austin P was the, the correct fit. And um, I'll never forget. This will stick with me to the, the day I die. I was getting recruited. Coach uh, Mangrum. It's like, Parker, you come here. You'll hit – You'll hit every home run over that 319 and break the record. And What'd you do? You broke the record. The, the rest is history. So you redshirted your freshman year. You had a couple injuries. Yes. You came back. You played your redshirt freshman, your sophomore, and your junior year, and you broke the home run record in three years. It was awesome. Uh, what was the biggest weekend there? Because for me, it's when you hit like five home runs against the EKU in a doubleheader. Yeah, that was, that was pretty sweet. Um, EKU – and it, it got intense too. I'll never forget Newby to close it out. Brett Newberg, if you don't know Newby, yeah, Brett Brett Newberg, good friend of ours, uh, to close it out and just you know gave him one of those gorilla flexes to the EKU dugout and that kind of capped that weekend off for me. I think my favorite Newberg gorilla flex was after Vanderbilt. Vandy was cool. Vandy was cool. But I, I would say that uh, Clemson was always cool. You hit that ball, as they say, off Dabo's office. Yeah, that was that was neat. Speaking of home runs, you went to the home run derby at uh, TD Ameritrade Park in Omaha. What was that experience like for you? That was fun. Uh, I should have been in better shape. Let's just say that. No, but it was <laughs> it was awesome. It was a great experience. You were definitely um, that that superstar, some might say, for a day. Um, and you had a friend there, Thomas Dillard from Ole Miss. I did, Thomas Dillard. We uh, shout out to Devin O'Donovan. He uh, Speaking of connections everywhere, got us tickets to the Red Sox game before we flew out um, out of Boston to go to Omaha. So, because you were in the Cape Cod League before you went to, I was was in the Cape Cod League, which was a great time. Short lived, a couple injuries, but nothing's new with the injuries. Um, but yeah, no, Omaha was awesome. Great experience. Um, met met some great people as well the one of the interns there um actually for the wedding that's coming up uh told us what band to have she's having the band at her wedding so we krieger krieger hit it on on point having connections everywhere is is always nice so after the home run derby you came back you played another year you got drafted by the twins you played minor league baseball for two years um no i'd say i played a short season and made it to spring training okay what was what was minor league baseball like? Minor league baseball was awesome. Um, you meet a lot of guys from all over. Um, you go from playing with uh, a bunch of, I would say, what twenty to twenty one year olds in college, and then next thing you know, you're you're playing with some kids that just got graduated from high school. So it's cool. You I've have met a lot of friends there. Um, you know, you're playing with people from different countries as well. Spanish, I tried. Um, Couldn't my, pick it up. My high school classes didn't carry over into pro ball, but no, it's awesome. And you meet some, you meet some 
awesome people and it's it's also eye-opening from a certain aspect um as well but pro ball it was nice it was short-lived but such is life so you're engaged now i am to my to lovely former austin p soccer player caroline wistrom yes lovely fiance caroline wistrom you did it after a helicopter ride yes after a helicopter how, ride. how did what was that how was that planned out mm, well it was planned out very uh, detailed very detail-oriented person um it's a funny story the plan was to have our families there in the in the uh hangar um while we were up in the air well one the ride was awful i'm way too big for a helicopter we'll never do that again and it was supposed to be a 15 minute flight well vandy had a football game going on and we were not allowed to fly um was it three miles close to the stadium so it went from a 15 minute ride to about a five minute ride and then and the pilot goes oh we're we're about to head back and i was like where which way's the garage where where are we at and he's like oh it's right there in front old miss fan he had old miss shirt on well besides that um and i see the door wide open so i'm i'm <laughs> up in a helicopter trying to you know with no signal try to send calls and text to maybe not calls text to my parents we had a big group chat to get inside because i thought they could see us well they couldn't um but after that i guess the rest is history you landed she said yes that's what matters she took the ring from me before i could even ask but yes she said yes (laughs) well i'm happy for you guys uh let's get into some rapid fire do you have something there i will i can't wait to see you at the wedding oh i can't wait to be there Let's get into some rapid-fire questions to close this thing out. Same questions we ask everybody here. I'll just throw out a question. Just give me your answer. You ready? Go for it. What's your favorite word or saying? Dang, you're putting me on the spot. That's what I do. Let's go pee. Let's go pee. Good answer. That's two weeks in a row. Jacob Coggle said that, too. What's the last book you read for fun? It was O.J. Simpson, If I Did It. Okay, that works. Uh, what's your worst habit? Asking if something makes sense. Can you walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? You're a maniac. <laughs> Is that a no? You're a maniac. <laughs> it's not a yes or no. Can I walk a mile in 10 minutes? No, neither could Casey Krigger. I sure can. Uh, what is one rule in any sport that you would like to change or add, and why? One rule in any sport. Oh, personally, the new rule that they came up with, I think my sophomore year of college, getting hit by a pitch, and if you don't move, it's a strike. That's absurd. You would have had about 20 more hit by pitches, I oh, think. The, Yes, but... Good answer, good answer. What app on your phone gets the most use? Mm. Probably messages. Uh, te- the te- uh, Apple text messages? Yes. Okay. What uh, is the last gift you gave somebody? I gave Casey Krigger the first 
save the date to my wedding. <laughs> Hand delivered. That is true. That is a fact. Does Caroline know that? She does now. <laughs> she does now. What's one embarrassing song that you love? Uh, oh, gosh. Meant to be by... Uh, Ford Georgia Line? Yeah. Florida Georgia Line. If you could go to any concert, who would it be? Chance a Rapper. What is one place in the world you want to visit the most? Jamaica. I'm going. Honeymoon? Honeymoon. There you go. That'll be fun. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Rob Gronkowski, Mark Cuban, It's a tough one. Warren Buffett. There you go. It's quite a group. Maybe Jimmy Buffett. There you go. That's a better answer. Nothing like a good cheeseburger in paradise. You're right. Who or what inspires you? I would say family. And I, I know that's very broad, but on it, truly, Mom, dad, brother, all inspire me in different ways. And then my grandmother. What advice would you give your younger self? Truly learn about investing money (laughs) early on. That's good advice. All right. This next question comes from our last guest, Jacob Coggle. He wants to know who is your hero. It's kind of the same as the who or what inspires you, but who is your hero? That's what Jacob Coggle wants to know. My grandmother. Your grandmother? I think yeah. that's a good answer. Well, Parker. Oh, no. Actually, you get to ask a question of our next guest now. What question do you want to ask our next guest, who will be Allie King, as we've already talked about? This is on air. I have to figure this out. I guess we can figure it out after, but, you know, if you had the question. We'll save it for the next podcast. We'll save it for the next podcast. It'll be a surprise. Parker. Thank you for the t- your time. Thank you for jumping in when we needed you real quick here. Uh, we'll be right back with the PK right after this. Welcome back to the PCAST. Once again, thanks to Parker Phillips for his time and for helping me with that quick audible and filling in on the PCAST on short notice. Uh, Max, before we get going with the Austin P, let's talk about the NFL for a minute. We could talk about how the Colts uh, choked away a double-digit lead to the Ravens on Monday Night Football um, because Rodrigo Blankenship hurt his hip, and yet we still sent him out there to kick. I'm not upset about it at all. It's not like we raced at uh, Jonathan Taylor's big day or anything or Carson Wentz's best game as a Colt, but whatever. We also had a running back as a uh, field holder. goal holder. Well, when when my boy Hot Rod was hurt, we sent our punter Rigoberto out there to kick, and uh, Naeem Hines went in there to hold. I mean, Naeem, Naeem does a little bit of everything. My, Naeem Hines had the football guy quote of the week last week. Every time he goes back to return a punt, he tells himself, I don't care about my life. He, he has yeah. to say that to himself. Well, he's on my fantasy team. He's a pretty good punt returner. Do not, those don't count for the fantasy Yeah, team? not good for my fantasy team. Uh, he'll have a couple weeks where he'll just blow up for like three receiving touchdowns, but... With Jonathan Taylor getting the majority of the workload, 
there's not too much. I mean, can't forget about Marlon Mack too. Marlon Mack is on the trading block with uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire going on the IR. The Chiefs are apparently inquiring about Marlon Mack, and it's. I mean, it makes sense for the Colts to get something for him because he's too good to be a third-string running back. But you don't really need a second, older version of Jonathan Taylor to run the ball. So you just because you're not going to spell Jonathan Taylor with Marlon Mack, you're going to spell him with a change of pace like Naeem Hines, and. Uh, yeah, it could be a good deal for both sides. Maybe the Colts get some help on the. I, I don't know where they'd get help right now. Probably, probably on the offensive line with all those injuries. Talking also, about the Chiefs too, they're they're not really doing uh, what they want to be doing. They have zero defense. Yeah, that's tough. I uh, don't feel bad for them because they let my favorite NFL player Eric Berry walk away from their defense and uh, shouldn't have done that. Hockey's back too. How about that? Hockey's back. And as you said earlier, you were going to be at. Preds opening night against the brand new NHL franchise, the Seattle Kraken, at Bridgestone Arena Thursday night. I'll be here watching soccer. He'll be watching hockey, cheering on the Preds. Full disclosure: I'd love a Kraken T-shirt, but I will be I will be rooting for the Preds. I think you're contractually obligated now. Yeah. Speaking of that. Speaking of that. <laughs> how about great segue? Austin P. State University, and. We will reference them by their full name in the first reference, Sabretooth Sports and Entertainment, parentheses, SS&E, for becoming or putting together one of the first of its kind, not one of, the first of its kind deal where a university is partnering with a pro sports franchise's company to do their ticketing, their corporate sponsorships, help with marketing. Um, what better brand for Austin P to partner with in Middle Tennessee than the Nashville Predators? I mean, t- look at marketing. Look at ticketing. The Preds do all their mobile ticketing. I've gone to games with Cody Bush. He's a season ticket holder. Their ticketing's great. Their marketing's great. Their ticketing benefits are great. They're, it's an incredible franchise to partner with. SSNE is a brand-new company. And I think about all the schools in Middle Tennessee. Vanderbilt, Middle Tennessee, Belmont, Lipscomb. Tennessee State. Tennessee State. And who even, are they? Even any of the I mean, Division the II schools. Of Tennessee, so, yeah, the University yeah. of Memphis. All of these schools in the state and the Nashville Predators are partnered with the Austin P. Governors. Sure, we're building an arena, or they're building an arena downtown that we're going to play basketball at. That helps. But how, I mean, it just speaks volumes to this university and the leadership of Gerald Harrison, Dr. Michael Lacari, everybody involved to make this happen. I think it's going to be great for Austin P., obviously. It's going to be great for the Preds to just continue to grow SS&E and we're very excited about it and if you think about everything else in the country all the universities in big market cities they're using they, a third party they, corporate sponsors and ticketing company yeah but now we're working with a local group that we know excels in everything they do and no one else is partnering with somebody like the Nashville Predators we, right and the Nashville Predators are working with us to hire people that know Austin P. well and can excel in their positions. Johnny Mitchell was a ticketing intern here for two years. They hired him as a um, guest services membership representative for Austin P. Johnny's in charge of all the ticketing stuff here still. I mean, Some say he's a guru. He's a ticketing guru. Old Two-Ring John will get you in the game. He loves tickets. There's, I mean, think about it, though. Who knows Austin P. tickets better at this moment than Johnny Mitchell? Nobody. The Preds hired him. Perfect hire. Who knows Austin P and its corporate sponsors, and its donors in the Clarksville area, better than Parker Phillips. Nobody. They hired him to be an account executive. Shout out to our friend, former roommate. Our former roommate. Parker former Phillips. teammate, Parker and Phillips. congratulations to him on being the second employee of SS&E. I mean, 
they're just everything, and this has gone right for Austin P. Everything's gone right for the Preds. We're setting ourselves up for so much success, and I think it's just going to be a great partnership for both of us going forward. And I'm real excited about it. And it's uh, getting you to open a night for hockey. Be on the lookout for some some cool deals with the Nashville Predators, Bridgestone Arena, and Austin P. Athletics. Yeah, you heard you heard it here first from Max Remy. Now let's take a look ahead to this week in Austin P. Sports. Don't have to talk about the Wednesday night Murray, Murray State volleyball game because I uh, already did that. Already been played. Govs took care of business. Govs are on the road Saturday. Quick trip to Nashville against Tennessee State on Friday and Saturday. The Tigers started the season 8-1 and one in non-conference play, but since OVC action has began, they are 1-7 and seven and sit in ninth place in the league. A little bit of Jekyll and Hyde from this team. They clearly could get it done early in the season. They've been struggling as of late. I, would, I don't know what team's going to show up. You can't show up and take them lightly even though they're 1-7 and seven in conference play. Because, like I said, they start eight and one. They can really sneak up. I guess they're not sneaking up on you if they're eight and one. But you don't want to go down there and get the team that was eight and one and drop one to the Tigers. You got to go down there and respect them, take care of business. If they're playing in Keene's Little Garden, that place is just weird. Um, it's got a little aura to it. Uh, we went up to a volleyball game there, and we did watch a game there. It's uh, it's not a place where you can take the Tigers lightly. There is definitely some home court advantage there. They get they get well, they get loud. Tennessee State fans are a great home court advantage. Not only in volleyball, we're talking all sports. Yeah, no, they 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 create some good some good atmospheres down there in Nashville. Uh, the softball team is going to get back in action tomorrow. Uh, today, if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, when you will be, they're going to play at 4 p.m. at Kathy Maynard Park against John A. Logan. If you want to catch Stassi, Cassie Stanfill and company, get out to Kathy Maynard Park, Shore Holt Field at 4 p.m today thursday to watch the govs cross country team are right back on the course they ran last week they're running again this week at the men's and women's excuse me the men's and women are women's teams are both running at the murray invitational it is their last tune-up before the ovc championship on october 30th uh you're gonna run against a little better competition than you did at the Bresca invitational but you can go up to murray quit up some good times get really dialed in for that ovc championship down in nashville at the end of the month Good thing about uh, running is it's always time against time. It doesn't necessarily always. You're mean. running against other people, but if you run for the right, if you run for your time, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be successful. You're right about that. Uh, you won't be here tomorrow night because you will be down in Nashville watching the Preds. But I will be here for Military Appreciation Night on the pitch at Morgan Brothers Soccer Field against Tennessee Tech. Good word. Thank you. The Golden Eagles. They are tied for second place in the league with nine points in conference play in the Cougar. And then on Sunday, the Govs are gonna go up to SIUE. And they're going to play the Cougars, who are tied for fifth in the league with six points. Tennessee Tech was finished to pick to finish one spot in front of the Govs in the preseason poll. They're in second right now. SIU has picked to win the league in the preseason poll. They won the tournament last year, and they're kind of sitting right there in the middle of the pack, but they've got the league's leading scorer, McKenzie Litzinger. They are a hard team to beat. The Golden Eagles are playing really well right now. They have the reigning OVC goalkeeper of the year in Isabel Austin. It's a couple tough matches, and the Govs need a point in conference play. Win or draw, they need to get on the board. There's eight spots in the OVC tournament. They're three behind Southeast Missouri right now. they got to get some points in conference play. And let me tell you, these would be a couple really big points to pick up against two really good teams. On the tennis court, uh, n- nothing else to say there, right? Got it. No. I'm that- all over Austin <laughs> Peay soccer. Don't you worry. You've been all over Austin Peay soccer for a while. That was 
Well said. Go get them, ladies. We need some points. We need some points. Men's tennis. They're back in action to wrap up their fall at UTC Steve Barajas Invitational. They go up there every year. It's always a challenging field. UTC is usually a really good team, and they usually get a lot of other really quality opponents there. It'll be the last time the men are on the court until January 17th when they travel up to MTSU. So let me tell you, you want to pick up momentum. In football, you want to win going into your bye week. You don't want to go into a bye week with a loss. You want to have momentum. So it's an extended bye week, but you want to get the momentum. You're not going to win a tournament, obviously, because I don't think there's a team winner. But you want to have some success. You want to pick up some wins. and You want to have momentum going into this big break. As a former student athlete, I have no re- I, I have no comparison. My sport, baseball, never had long breaks like this or bye weeks. But you would imagine you don't want to lose and sit on that one loss for two months. That is that will put a bad taste in your mouth. It will. So, so go out there, do big things. In Ross Brown, we trust. In Ross Brown, we trust. The men's golf team is in their second to last event of the fall. Robbie Wilson and the boys are going to go up to the Queen City and take on the Xavier Invitational at the par 71, 6,809-yard Makatoa Country Club in Cincinnati. Uh, another challenging field for the Govs. I'm excited to go up there. Yeah. Me and Eric Elliott are going to make the trip because it's our uh, it's football bye week, like we said, and it's a good chance to go get some photos of the guys and uh, – what we're what gonna, we're what are you gonna do? What are you really excited for? Let everybody nobody, know what you nobody, and Eric are and excited Eric for. Are so excited to go up there and eat some skyline chili. Chili. Um, <laughs> this is uncalled for. Um, I'm going to have a four way with beans and a couple chili cheese conies, and Eric's gonna have a couple conies and a chilito with spaghetti inside. I know exactly what he's gonna order. We've done this before. I'm excited uh, to get some for myself at some point. I've never gonna, had the you're opportunity. Try you're try I, I will try it. I'm, I'm not picky in that you're sense, gonna, and I want to try. We're going to end up in Lexington one day for something, and you're going to try it, and you're going to love it. Uh, that's it for the Govs next week. Uh, football's on a bye week, so we'll talk about the football football game next week. Yeah. We'll have, oh, there's a baseball game this weekend. We can't forget about them. They've got a fall game against Indiana State. Home game, yeah, against Indiana State. Come out if uh, you're in town. You could. What time's that at? First pitch, we don't know. First pitch, one o'clock Saturday. I think to one be determined. One It'll o'clock. be on Twitter. It'll be on Twitter. Hopefully. Follow uh, Govs BSB on Twitter for more information on that. Uh, the Govs and the Sycamores going to get the fall going out at the hand. Uh, community service options: Katie Etheridge, Riley Flinch, and the newly hired Morgan Mitchell. For all your community service opportunities, SAC is hosting its Ghost Candy Drive. Gov's Cups points are available to the top three teams. Donate candy to the bins in the Phil Rowe Academic Center. The Candy Drive started on October 10th. It doesn't end until Sunday the 17th. So you've got time. Go get those Gov Cup points. Donate some candy. Do some good. And if you don't want to donate candy, if you want to do something else, I mean, you should donate candy. You should not not donate candy. It's so, Halloween. It's Halloween. Donate candy. Donate the candy. But when you're also done with that, go check with... Katie and Riley and Morgan, and uh, they can get you involved at Mana Cafe, Loaves and Fishes, Buddy Ball. There's always great community service options here in Clarksville, and they have all of those opportunities for you, the student athletes. Get your Govs Cup points. Our good friend Jordan Harmon here in the athletics department said that in St. Louis, to get candy on Halloween, you have to tell a joke. Have you ever heard of any such thing? What? Yeah. Like every house? Yes. No, I refuse. No. Yeah, and it's gonna, not just knock on the door and have your costume on. You have to tell them a joke. 
No. That's yes. that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, you need to take it up with the people of St. Louis. <laughs> I have a lot of bones to pick with the city of St. Louis and just adds to a long list. Well, if you would like to connect via Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us at Let's Go P. And if you are looking to connect with us on Facebook, we are go. You can find us at Austin P Governors. Shout out to Eric, Robin, and Carter in the digital media department. It might not be a shout out to Eric. Not Eric. Nope. He 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 definitely posts stuff on. Uh, he does the golden moments. On tw- on Facebook for sure. Nope, we're not shouting out Eric. Why? It's just a tradition Colby started. Oh, Eric is a guy that doesn't get shout shout, shout outs. Shout out to Carter and Robin, uh, and Eric's also there. Eric is there, but we're not shouting him out. I'm just sorry. Kidding. Shout out to Eric. Colby's not here anymore. This is my podcast. We do what I want. Shout out to Eric. Uh, let's go p.com for dates, news, and stories. Cody Bush, Alex Allard, myself, and maybe a new Colby in the works very soon. Ooh. Uh, Stay tuned for more information on that. Uh, you know who else is tuned in with the Govs? Johnny Mitchell. We already called him Ticket Guru. He's got all the there information you can use to get in the game. Football single game tickets. You only have two more guaranteed chances to catch the Govs at Fort Terra Stadium. They're playing EIU and Tennessee Tech. Get those tickets now. You don't want to miss out on those fun opportunities and a little playoff hunt football. Because let me tell you, excuse me, <laughs> it comes down to the playoff hunt. And uh, you're going to want to be in Fort Terra Stadium for those games. Where can you find us at? Well, first off, on the PCAS. First off, oh, did, first I, off, did I skip? You skip. You skip some important information. Oh no! You should be on the lookout because basketball tip times and season tickets are going to be available very soon. And Johnny is excited to get the tickets out there. I'm shout excited out. to get the tip times out there. Tip times. Tip times. You're on tip times. We shout tip out times. Coach James. Shout out Coach Young. Coach Young. Listen, you're going to want to come watch the Govs in the Dunn Center because going to be hooping. In now meantime, where you can find now where do you find us at? In the meantime, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on our website, letsgop.com. Give us a rating and review on the podcast. Five stars, five stars. Subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe. subscribe. We need them. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Want to suggest a guest or new co-host? Let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Continue. Let us know who you think is going to win the World Series? Max, who's going to win the World Series? I am going to guess. You can change your guess from the last week. Who did you say last time? Honestly, I don't even remember. I said the Dodgers. They're still in it. Yeah. I hope that they lose. Me so. too. But I'm just anti Dodgers. Anybody but them. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Max underscore Remy 12. Shout out JLo's dad. Shout out Steve Willard. Shout out Bud Jenkins. Shout out to all the Skyline chili that Eric and I are going to eat next week at Cincinnati. I'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Peace. One more night and I'm